Welcome everyone to a Tuesday edition of Couch Potato Diary coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team who are ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. I promise I still go on there. I went on there earlier today. Um, you can email the show, Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. Shout, uh, shout outs to Waste the Talent for the music. Um, all right, so let's get into it. It is uh, a little bit later on than we normally do these, but that's kind of going to be a norm for the next little while. Anyway, um, Flames Oilers, tonight is game four. Calgary needs to win or else they are so screwed. I, obviously, when you talk about, I just hit my laptop for no reason. Obviously, when you talk about the potential of a rivalry series and how exciting that would be and how much fun that would be, you think about the positive aspect of that, right? Like, oh man, it's going to be a hard fought series. There's going to be hits. There's going to be fights. There's going to be potentially a goalie getting run over and people are going to overreact to it. There's going to be a lot of these great things. And then eventually we're going to come out successful. And you never, never think of the opposite end of that, which is where Calgary could be looking down the barrel of tonight. If they don't come away from game four with a win in Edmonton, um, it, it would be, it, it, it would be really bad because then, you're coming up with a Thursday night in Calgary with the team facing elimination against the Oilers and the best player of the world, a best player in the world has just unlocked some kind of weird superpower and it, he just feels unstoppable. That, that feels like a situation you want to avoid. This is must win territory, I think, from the Flames tonight. Like, they they, they cannot fall behind 3-1 in this series, I don't believe, and come away with a win. And to that end, I don't love that there's no lineup change tonight. That's not saying they should have completely rejigged things. You know what's going to really change things? Johnny Gaudreau playing with Milan Lucic. I understand that's not, like, you don't want to just absolutely change everything that's worked for you over the last probably coming up on close to 100 games now. 82, they played seven in the regular, or seven against Dallas, and then this is game four, so 93 games, I guess. You don't want to change things that have worked for that long, right? But still, that fourth line has been unusable. And if you'll recall with me as we take a trip down memory lane, that fourth line was also putrid. Earlier in the regular season, they put Razichka on that line, and all of a sudden, the fourth line looks like an actual hockey line again. Wouldn't you know it. Now some things have changed from the, the personnel, and I, I get the idea of throwing Razichka into his first NHL playoff game with the stakes that we just discussed in a matchup in Edmonton feels a touch unfair to the young fella, but I, I I think it's unfair to the team to keep playing that fourth line, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought they were a disaster in game four, and it's not their fault this team lost, but they're not contributing to winning at this point. I even, I'm wondering why they brought Carpenter in, if he's not going to come into this situation. I've never understood it with Richie this season, and... Like, I, again, Daryl Sutter has forgotten more about hockey in the last three minutes that it's taken me to record this than I will ever know. But still, I don't get the infatuation with with Brett Ritchie. I don't understand the usage of that fourth line in a couple of critical situations toward the tail end of game three. I think, personally, I think Daryl Sutter is getting kind of outcoached in this series. Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't know if Woodcroft is doing a great job. It's just, hey, Connor McDavid, go. Um, but I, I just feel like that there hasn't been enough adjusting 
from a Flames perspective. And there's been a couple of times where that fourth line is left out there against the first line, and that's going to be a disaster a million times out of five. That That's just not the way that this should go about. So I, I like, honestly, I think that the issues in this series for the Flames are like from the top all the way down. I don't think Daryl has coached a good series. I don't think the forwards have played a good series. I don't think the defenders have defended a good series. And Markstrom, I don't put last game on him because all the goals came from like on the rush right in front of his face, but he hasn't been stellar steal a game goalie at any point. And when you're making the amount that Markstrom is making, that has to factor in. Like he he has to be that guy who can do that at some point. You don't bring in Jacob Markstrom with the expectation that he's going to get outdueled by Mike Smith in the second round. That's not it's not what we're doing here in Calgary. So from a Flames perspective, this this needs to be a, like, this has to have the urgency and feel of a must win. Obviously, they are missing Tanev at this point. Like, you see what this blue line looks like without Tanev, and it is two, it's essentially two pairings of guys who right now look like seventh defensemen in the NHL, you know? And that's just, we've all loved the Stone story, but that ain't it. Um, Zadorov and Gabranson have had moments at times, but that's not it. And Shillington has looked lost without Tanev. Like, it, it has been a disaster defensively, I think, for this Flames unit. And so now we are under the assumption that Tanev's not coming back. At least I am. And that would, it's just, it's such a devastating loss. But it's one you just have to deal with. And it's one that I think the forwards now need to handle things a little bit better defensively. It's just anyone needs to step up now for the Flames, right? Like, whether it's defensively, offensively, because they aren't, aside from game one, they're not doing, a, excuse me, a whole lot to to light the lamp a whole ton either. So this is this is a time where, once again, they, they face this in, game, in, in the first round, right? Like, they're down 2-1 to one against Dallas, and they come up with a win. They need that here. They, they need the best performance that Johnny Gautreau has had these playoffs. They need Matthew Kachuk to show up. They need Toffoli to be that guy who has helped the LA Kings in these types of situations. They need Milan Lucic, who knows what teams can do in these different spots. Like, you, you, need, you need anyone to step up in this game from a Calgary Flames perspective. For Edmonton, it's been great. Like, uh, defensively, they're bad. We, we've known this for forever, but the Flames aren't really testing that right now, so it's fine, aside from the first game, obviously. Um, and Connor McDavid is showing, like, everyone wonders, okay, well, does he have another level or whatever, which is stupid. But th- this is the stage and the performance that creates legends. And that's what Connor McDavid is doing right now. He is carving out his legend. We knew he was a great player, right? Like, that, that's, that, that has... That, that will never be questioned. But if you, when you're going to go from great to that like legendary status, it needs to be done in the playoffs. And I'm not saying, oh, hey, you did this in the second round once against the Flames. So there, Connor McDavid, legend. But th- this is the start of it. This is the foundation of that now. And like teams are playing well around him. Uh, teams playing well around him. Like Hyman is having an amazing series. Evander Kane, it's an uncomfortable conversation. But from a hockey standpoint, he is playing well. And like Ryan Nugent Hopkins is chipping in that like some of the depth guys like McLeod and Fogel are stepping up in ways that no one on Calgary is at this time. And the thing I pointed this out on game over Calgary, the thing that would concern me from a flames perspective is dry is kind of figuring it out. I don't know if he's ever going to get better because he's obviously dealing with something that's hindering him, but he is figuring out how to play with that. And he is starting these breakouts that lead to Connor McDavid, Evander Kane rush opportunities. He is 
stick handling and creating these lanes that are opening up some of these opportunities. So from a Flames perspective, it kind of felt like the time to jump on the Oilers was early because now as Drysaddle starts to figure it out, you're hoping that there's a Mike Smith fall off at some point. But again, you're hoping for that. You could do something to create that. And I'm not saying run him into the boards like Milan Lucic did. What I am saying is get in his... Get in his face a little bit. Get in the blue paint. Crowd him. Um, make life uncomfortable for him. It is for the second series in a row. It is way too easy to be a goalie against the Calgary Flames. Um, as this one is coming out, you're, we're going to be like the game's going to be on. But just quickly, sneaky big game for Carolina tonight. A chance to push the Rangers to the brink. They had a chance to do this, and they had way too much trouble on the road against the Boston Bruins. That let Boston back into that series, and then eventually Carolina does get the win. But now you have an opportunity to not let the Rangers hang around. And you just saw, like Tampa Bay has clinched, there needs to be that much more urgency now around the Carolina Hurricanes because Tampa Bay is sitting and resting. And Point is getting all of these days off to maybe potentially get better to get back uh, for the, the Eastern Conference Final. Carolina, th- this is the this is the opportunity to prove that you have gone from the, oh, wow, hey, look at this team battling hard, but there's a ceiling. This is your time to prove that not only can you get to the Eastern Conference Final, you belong in the Eastern Conference Final against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and you have a chance to win that. You lose. I'm not saying you lose this game against the Rangers. You can't possibly win the Stanley Cup, but... Carolina should be better than the Rangers, and I think should have a great performance tonight. That's all we're going to say on it, because by the time this comes out, the game's going to be on. Uh, the Lightning are incredible, just speaking of Tampa Bay. I, I picked Florida in that series because of no point. I thought it was going to be close, and I thought that was the thing that flipped it, and holy hell, that, like, it it wasn't, it wasn't close. Like, a couple of the games were close, but it wasn't close. Uh, more on the Panthers in a second. I do think, I, I want to start this, though, by giving the flowers to Tampa Bay, because they were exceptional. And, like, even if they lose four straight in this, it's been an incredible run. You look at it. Since 14-15, they have the year against Columbus where they get swept, and they have one year where they don't qualify for the playoffs. Aside from that, two Stanley Cup wins, one Stanley Cup loss, and then two other conference finals apparent uh, losses, and now this one. So, you've been to the conference finals since 14-15. We are in 21-22. So, in seven years, you have been to the conference finals. This is uh, three, six times. So, six times in the last eight years. Sorry. That's, that, that, that's really good. Um, it's just, it's remarkable what Tampa Bay has been able to do in, in this cap world. And I get they've circumvented that a little bit at times, but they, this was supposed to be the year they fell off, right? Like Coleman had to leave. Gord had to leave. They had to get rid of Tyler Johnson. Like they, they've had to, they've had to cut back on all these things and they just keep going and they just keep being incredible. This is it's, it's extraordinary what we are watching. That being said, the Florida Panthers cannot go without criticism. Um, this felt like a choke job. You are the President's Trophy winners in the second round against a team that just had a brutal seven-game series. And I don't care how many trophies they've lifted over their heads. You can't get swept in that situation. And I get a couple of these games were close. They outshot Tampa Bay to high holy hell, but... This is like, we, we talk about how good some of these guys are. And I don't, I don't think this takes away a ton from guys like Huberto and Barkov and things like that and guys like that, but they need one of those guys to step up and finish. And I know, again, you can have all the excuses you want that Vasilevsky was there. They're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. A, you shouldn't have had as much problem with Washington as you did. B, those dudes aren't going away. That is something we have clearly established here. The only way... The only way that 
at this point, you are looking at Tampa Bay as a team that is falling off. Is if like the, your best case scenario is, oh, they're tired because they play too much hockey because they keep fucking winning all the time. That can't be your okay. Well, we hope this time it's the, the this is the year that Tampa Bay slips on the banana peel because clearly that's not going to happen. You have to figure out a way to beat them, and this this wasn't it. That this was a. I think this is a good experience for the Florida Panthers because now it can show like, okay, this is what we need to work on. I think the problem is there's a few more categories there than we thought. Uh, lastly, the whole Nazem Kadri situation. First of all, if you're sending racist things to anyone, just don't because um, that makes you a piece of shit. And it's an, it's an awful, awful, awful situation that is going on. And I'm, I'm poking a bit of fun here, but I mean, it's for another human being to have to deal with all of that is despicable and disgraceful and for anyone whether and that spare me the oh my client got blackout drunk and sent a thing get the fuck out of here with that like a if you just all of a sudden turn super racist when you get blackout drunk uh, stop drinking just do that um but then maybe try to figure out where that's coming from when the governor's off a little bit perhaps so no you don't just get to avoid accountability um on that so Oh boy, it, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so depressing to see and to see people bending over backwards to justify any type of actions taken on Nazem Kadri. Like David Perron has just snapped and I, I have lost so much respect for David Perron in this series for trying to do that elbow and then for the, the cross check that looked like a pro wrestling move. All of that is just despicable and it's awful and I hate it and um, it's just, it's made me lose a whole lot of respect for the, the Blues uh, for the players, for a fan base that got a lot of praise, and I know it's only some, but th this is, it's just stuff that has to stop, man. It just, it really, really does. And we've been saying this for so long, right? And there has been such a spotlight on this over the last few years. And the fact that it is still happening and the fact that like really essentially nothing is being done is, it's just despicable. And the fact that, there are people who will try to justify different actions towards one player, but then, like, David Perron tries to elbow Nazem Kadri after he scores a goal and then leaps at him for a cross-check, but people, oh, well, that's just a hawk, that's just the heat of the moment, blah, 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 blah. Milan Lucic clearly pulls up, clearly hits Mike Smith, but clearly pulls up, oh, you gotta suspend him, that's, uh, it's disgraceful. It's, once again, it's one of the things I talk about a lot with hockey culture, and I get, hockey culture means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but what we are seeing over the last little while is our priorities in the sport of hockey are so far beyond fucked up, it's not even funny. Um, it's quite depressing, actually, and I think a lot of people need to look in the mirror about, A, how seriously they take a stupid fucking sport, and B, be some of the shit that you're actually saying to other human beings because it's despicable. So, not a fun note to end the show on today, but thank you all for tuning in. This has been Couch Potato Diary coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team who are ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Hoping to have another one of these out tomorrow. Hoping to be back on Twitch tomorrow. Follow me on social media at PrimetimeKlein for all the latest on what's happening with this show. I will talk to y'all later. I'm out.